Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, November 21st, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. And this is the Week 11 Main Slate Quarterbacks Show, also known as Taysom Hill Week. <laughs> Shane, are you ready for Taysom Hill this week? He's going to dominate yeah. our quarterback show and our tight end show. Yeah, it's a kind of a controversy there. Like some some sites allow him to play, play the tight end, and yeah, and and yeah, you can play him at quarterback too, at least on DraftKings. So yeah, it's it is definitely Taysom Hill week. There'll be a lot of discussion. Some people are nervous; they don't know if he's even gonna uh, how much is he gonna play. You know, that's the question out there. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be great. So a really fun analysis here. Uh, it's gonna make Week Eleven memorable for sure. So. We'll work our way towards Taysom Hill here in the quarterback show. want to give a quick thank you to our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa, because they've given us an amazing offer for our listeners. It's a dual threat offer, kind of like Taysom Hill. And what it is is you make a, your first deposit on their website for $149. You get a free membership with us at DFS Coach Talk for the rest of the winter all the way until April 1st. You get all of our lineups, every slate in the NFL. You're going to get all of our NBA lineups all winter, PGA lineups, Major League Baseball once that starts. Uh, so you really can't beat it. So uh, we encourage you to do that. Again, betus.com.pa. Use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and then we'll get you into our Discord and start giving you lineups. So, uh, Shane, let's start talking about these quarterbacks and give folks an idea of where we stand on this position. So, uh, looking at uh, the DraftKings pricing here, wh- where are you looking first? Yeah, I mean, I think we got to look uh, go back to the rookie here in uh, Justin Herbert. You know, uh, definitely played him a lot this year. But if you look at you know the last you know handful of games, was it like the last uh, you know six games? He he's averaged over twenty fantasy points. He's had huge huge uh, ceiling weeks of you know you know thirty eight to forty fantasy points. So he's got a safe floor, and we know he has a high ceiling. Um, and you combine that with their, depending on where you look, nine to nine and a half point favorites at home against the the tanking, you know, New York Jets here having to travel across the country. And then they pretty much, you know, got rid of most of their corners they had before who were really bad. And then uh, one of their other corners is out, you know, blessing Austin, who's one of their starters. So they're down to, you know, literally practice squad guys off the street. I mean, they barely have enough guys to, to even play out there on their roster left, you know, so I'm sure they're going to be calling up some practice squad guys. So you're looking at great matchups, good receivers here, good tight ends, and Justin Herbert, who can sit back there with his mobility. They don't have that much of a pass rush. He can just pick these guys apart. He can get rushing yards. He he can hit him with the deep pass. Um, so I and we were talking earlier in the week how we think you know the Chargers have lost some crazy games where they had leads and gave them up. So that bodes well for Herbert, you know, keeping keeping the pedal to the metal in the second half and being able to still pass in the second half and pour it on. And we're talking huge blowout games. You know, it reminds me of like the Patriots back in the day when Tom Brady would just pick teams apart and just keep, you know, keep pouring it on the second half. He doesn't care to put up 40 points or kind of reminds you of what the Steelers did last week with Ben Rosberg, just keep pouring it on. So if we get that that game script that we're expecting there, this is a huge ceiling game for Justin Herbert. So even though his prices went up, he is a, a great play this week, and you have some great stacking options here with his receivers and tight ends. So, yeah, fire up uh, just, Justin Herbert's looking like an awesome play this week, and he he's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, in fact, the line at BetUS is all the way up to 10. 
So yeah. they are huge favorites there. And look at what Mahomes did to the Jets. 416 yards and five touchdowns. So we'll see if Herbert can do the same uh, with that big uh, big spread of 10 points. All right. The expensive guy for me that I would look at on DraftKings, if you're not going to play Taysom Hill, is Lamar Jackson. He's he's in consideration for me. Coming off that loss against New England, uh, really disappointing. I think they're going to be fired up. They need to um, you know, try to get a win here and get in position for playoff seating. Against Tennessee, the over-under here has gone up a little bit. It's now 50-and-a-half on BetUS, one of the highest of the week. Um, and Tennessee's given up a lot of passing yardage. So I think this is a great opportunity for Lamar to get in rhythm, uh, start to be more productive downfield. I, I like Marquise Brown this week. Uh, so uh, Jackson's in play for me. Awesome. Uh, yeah, the next guy I go to is uh, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, last week lit it up and just poured it out against a division rival Cincinnati. Uh, and and he, now he's got Jacksonville. And Jacksonville has already been really bad in the secondary. And then they lost their best corner in C.J. Henderson. He's on IR. Um, and so now you have a bunch of backup guys in the secondary. And you have probably the, the best young three wide receiver set in the league with, you know, obviously Juju and Claypool and Deontay Johnson uh, great tight ends. I mean, they just got so many weapons and they're running a lot of empty sets, you know, just spreading them out with four wide receivers in there. And who, you know, who's going to be able to cover those guys, you know? Um, so Ben's going to have a lot of time. Jacksonville doesn't have much of a pass rush. And again, this is a, a, a one of those games where they don't really have to run unless they want to, um, you know, so they can run on Jacksonville, but their, their glaring weakness, especially since they just lost their top corner, is their glaring weakness is pass defense. And so Ben Roethlisberger can just shred these guys again. Uh, and obviously great guys you can stack him with here. Pretty obvious plays there. Um, so, but yeah, Ben's in play here again in another one of those blowout games uh, where, you know, the Steelers are just going to pour it on here. And, yeah, obviously you're worried about the blowout in the second half, but they've shown they don't really care. Again, this like we talked about the Chargers, they're going to – they can put up easily over 40 points, their offense, and, you know, and, and just get a ton of production even in three quarters. Uh, you know, it reminds me of uh, the, the Golden State Warriors used to, uh, you know, put up there when they were the Splash Brothers and they were tearing up. They, those guys would hit value in three quarters, right? Right. They'd sit the fourth quarter. So that's like the, the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. They, they, they hit value in three quarters and just, they, you know, they don't have to do anything after that. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at last week. Big Ben threw it 46 times against Cincinnati, and they won that game 36 to 10. So it was sort of like that Tom Brady. We're just going to keep throwing it and, and pile it on. He's had seven touchdowns and no interceptions the last two weeks, so he's in really good form. I, I like that play. And speaking of quarterbacks against Cincinnati, let's look at Alex Smith here as a potential value play on DraftKings. Uh, only 5,300, Cincinnati weak against the pass. We saw Big Ben exploit them last week. And how about Alex Smith in his in his two starts here, 325 yards and then 390 last week. And this is a you know potentially close game. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites, over-unders 47 at BetUS. So you, you could go Alex Smith here and uh, you know hit that 3 or 4x, I think, pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, J.D. McKissick will probably have 200 receiving yards just by himself. <laughs> that was my J.D. McKissick, you know, Alex Smith uh, joke there. Right. Uh, yeah, no, Alex Smith, is, he looks great. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing story. Yeah, so he definitely is going to get a lot of passing volume there. So against Cincinnati. 
Uh, yeah, next guy I'll go to. Uh, so this guy's going to be uh, in a uh, little bit of a shootout here, and that's uh, Matt Ryan. He's going into New Orleans, and he's going to be facing, you know, probably Taysom Hill. We'll see. And uh, this could turn into a pretty high-scoring game, really talented offenses. And I like how Atlanta's coming off a bye. You got a healthy Julio Jones. And then you got most likely Calvin Ridley back playing, you know, hopefully at full strength. Uh, you got Hayden Hurst. You got all these weapons. And Matt Ryan, you know, if they get down, like we're thinking they're going to get down here, the game script is going to call for a lot of passing volume. And New Orleans has been decent at times, but at times they've been exposed on defense. They haven't been a shutdown defense. Um, they've really been up and down quite a bit. But I think that, uh, you know, he has some pretty good matchups in the secondary. He can exploit that. And you can really do some creative stacks with Matt Ryan in a certain tight end on FanDuel, if you know what I mean there. Okay? <laughs> yes. So if you want to be able to have both quarterbacks on both sides and pair them up with some weapons, you know, uh, there's some there's some stars out there. They, they, these teams have a couple good players, I think. So, yeah, so I think you can look at Matt Ryan as kind of a creative game stack GPP type play, um, probably lower ownership. And, uh, yeah, you can really load up that game uh, for quite the game stack there uh, for Atlanta at New Orleans. Yeah, that is a unique build on FanDuel, potentially a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I like that creativity there. Yep. And let, let's talk about the, the guy on the other side. I can't wait any longer here. we got to talk about Taysom Hill. Very controversial. Um, but let's leave the position eligibility aside here and just talk about whether to play him or not. Because he's, a, he's an amazing price on DraftKings as a starter who's a dual threat. And we don't know if he's going to play every series or you know how many series will Winston get if any will he see the field uh, I think um I think he, I think Taysom Hill is worth the risk okay I I'm going to play him a lot I think his price is too cheap I think his rushing floor is the key for me and and here's a couple uh past performances that I think are, are really important here do you remember earlier in the season what Dak Prescott did on the ground against Atlanta he ran it five times for 18 yards and three touchdowns. Jeez. And just last week, Drew Locke <laughs> ran it seven times for 47 yards and a touchdown. If Drew Locke can get 10.7 DK points on the ground, I think Taysom Hill can too. You know, running whatever options and, and wildcats and you know every weird formation they can think of. I th so I think he has a I think he has a terrific floor because of his rushing ability. And this is the number 31, you know, best matchup through the air, uh, depending on if you're looking at yardage or fantasy points allowed. It, you know, Atlanta is either the first or second matchup on paper. So is he going to be able to throw it down the field a ton against Atlanta like some of these other quarterbacks have? Probably not. You know, if you're looking at the traditional quarterbacks this year, Basically, everyone has thrown for 300 yards against Atlanta. The only one who didn't was Teddy Bridgewater in that rain game where he got injured. So everybody's throwing for 300 yards against them. So we don't need Taysom Hill to throw for 300. I think he could throw for 175 to 200 pretty easily. Short slants to Michael Thomas. Hit Jared Cook. Hit Kamara out of the backfield. So um, for all those reasons, I like Taysom Hill. I'm going to put him in a bunch of lineups. Yeah, and I just wanted to mention that I, I mentioned this before a podcast that if you want a comparison here, let's say if he plays the whole game, that Taysom Hill is 2020 like Lamar Jackson, right? Because Lamar Jackson, you know, he's a big threat in the running game, but he hasn't been passing that good. I'm talking about this year. Like I can pull up a Lamar Jackson stat line against Indianapolis, which is a really tough matchup. 
So maybe that lowers his numbers. He was 19 for 23, 170 passing yards, 13 rushes for 58 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. That sounds like a Taysom Hill line, doesn't it? Yes, so it does. that's why I'm comparing it. And that's 18.6. I'm looking at FanDuel uh, scoring here is 18.6 points. Okay, that gets you there. That's 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 smashing value and that basically getting you there on DK and he could get more than that. So that's my point is that he's kind of like a bad Lamar Jackson, like when Lamar Jackson's having a bad passing game, but it's still really good because obviously Lamar Jackson's not priced at 4,800. So uh, so that's my comparison for him. That's the closest thing I could come up with. I mean, he's not as quick, quickness-wise as Lamar Jackson, but he's certainly more powerful as a runner than Lamar Jackson, and he's almost as fast, you know. Yeah, it's excellent stuff. You know, it's funny. We've had members in our Discord tonight, Saturday night as we record this, really debating this topic. And I think there's a there's some of them that are against Taysom Hill uh, this week. So it'll be fun to see their reaction to this podcast once it goes I up know. and we share it with them. I'm sorry, uh, there's not much of a debate here, but I know some people think, yeah, he's going to go out there and he's going to get pulled from the game. But I mean, this is like Sean Payton's long lost son here. I mean, right? it's, I mean, I mean, it really is. And they paid him. We talked about how they paid him twenty one million dollar contract. So you're going to pay a guy twenty one million dollar contract just to sit on the bench when your starting quarterback goes out. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. Yeah. I think he's going to get him out there and have a lot of fun with it. So. Yeah. Uh, you got one more potential value play here? Yeah, here's a GPP play if you want to get a guy, probably 1% or 2% ownership. This is one you want to probably make sure you're sitting down before you hear this one, okay? So this is uh, Brett, Brett, our guy Brett, who does all our uh, podcasts and stuff for us. You know, shout out to Brett. He's a Philly fan. People are starting to probably think that I live in Philly and I'm a Philly fan because, you know, I've been I've been on this Philly team, but this is the week. This could be a good week here. So I like Carson Wentz. And I like the recency bias. He's been absolute garbage, okay? Let me just say that up, up front. But I think he's still talented, and I think that his his uh, receivers and, you know, tight ends are coming together. Um, you know, I think he's got a good running back in Miles Sanders, and I've been, you know, I've been watching them all week. Their offensive line is coming together because everyone knows their offensive line has been really bad this year. So my point is this is a good combination. And then you find out that Miles – Miles Garrett is out for Cleveland, who's obviously one of the best, best pass rushers in the league. So that makes his matchup a little bit better because obviously he doesn't do well under pressure. Um, so I actually like Carson Wentz uh, against Cleveland um, this week, and he's pretty cheap. And I think he's a GPT, GPP type play. You can you can pair him up with some of his cheaper receivers that are really cheap or tight ends um, or even Miles Sanders. Uh, and I think he's a good under the radar type play here. And uh, Carson Wentz could be sneaky, and I think he could have a ceiling game here. And no one's going to play him because if you look at his game log, it's really bad. But, again, I just look at just the player and what I've seen from him. I think he's he's due for a big game here of, you know, 25 to 30 fantasy points, which would be huge for, for a guy that's 1% to 2% owned probably. So so Carson Wentz, like I said, it's not one for, for people that are grinding out cash games. But definitely if you want an advantage in a big GPP, that I think that's a good play there. I've got one more for you, too. It fits all those same characteristics. <laughs> it's Andy Dalton uh, yeah. against Minnesota. You know, they're really bad against the past. They have been, you know, over the course of the season. They certainly look good against Chicago. But he's going to be back with all of his weapons out there. And the line's going to be improved. We got right guard Zach Martin back. We should have left tackle Brandon Knight back. So if they can protect him, give him a little bit more time than Nick Foles had with Chicago, you know, he's got those all those talented receivers to to hit. Um, and in his one full game against Arizona, um, 34 completions, 266 yards. They're seven-point underdogs on BetUS, uh, 48 and a half. So 
they're probably going to need to pass. And uh, so I, you could go there, but uh, this is again, like a, like the third or fourth GPP lineup for me, because I'm starting with Taysom Hill in that price range, but that, that is the nice thing. You can keep that same lineup build, sub out the quarterback and maybe pair up uh, Dalton with one of his receivers and, uh, you know, get a, get a different GPP lineup that way. So that's going to do it for, our quarterback show. And again, what we're doing with membership and why you want to take advantage of that awesome offer is because once you come into our discord, what we give out every Sunday is a full cash lineup on FanDuel that you can just plug and play two GPP lineups. And then we give out our coaches clipboard on DraftKings with our core plays highlighted and a bunch of pivots. And then we do this for every slate throughout the week. Uh, the primetime slate Sunday, Monday, uh, the Monday night games, Thursday night games. So uh, lineups all week in NFL, and then we'll have uh, lineups for every slate in the NBA uh, all winter. So again, betus.com.pa. Use the promo code Coach Talk. Your first deposit of 149, and then you're going to get membership with us until April 1st. So invite you to take advantage of that. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, Shane is at det sports Shane. I am at language Olympic. Our coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, if you could, uh, hit the like button on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the alert button. We've got a series of podcasts coming out tonight with all the positions here to get you ready for the main slate uh, tomorrow. So thank you very much for tuning in here. On behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen, and we'll catch you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.